Hello, welcome along. It's Mike with Tristan today for a short episode of The Landlord podcast because a stat has been produced by the Office of National Statistics, so a proper stat, not just one of the agent's pie charts that get produced and thrown around like litter. 260,000 properties have disappeared out of the private rental market in the last five years, Tristan. Is buy-to-let dead? Definitely not. We all know that property is a long game and if anything, it's a massive benefit to anyone looking to invest in property right now. Um, the way we see property grow, for example, is substantial over a 10-year period. We've seen it in short term over COVID, it's crazy, um, but there's massive demand. Everyone needs somewhere to live and I don't see this being a negative, I see it being a positive as a property owner. So a lot of people who listen to the podcast are potentially first-time landlords or wannabe first-time landlords, shall we say that? What are the benefits for them seeing 260,000 less properties available to rent? Oh, just a few rolling straight off would be one choice to choose from. Normally you'll be one or two tenants here or there, whereas in the current marketplace you're choosing one of five, one of six people. So having the choice is by far the best option, I'd say, because then you can make sure you've got the perfect tenant you want and not being forced with the first one that comes in and hope, and if you're not happy, hoping another one comes along. Um, secondly, with the shortage of properties and the, the massive demand is gonna put a, a premium price on the property because if there's not a property out there for someone, it's gonna attract that extra 100, 200, 300 pounds and so forth. We've seen some that have achieved substantially over the asking price with multiple offers. So that's the, the second benefit. Um, and it's gonna reduce your void periods as well because likely as someone can move straight in, we're, we're, once again, I'm having people that have been looking for such a long period of time where they keep losing out, they want to upsize and they haven't been able to. So they've literally been ready to commit and, and take a second property while they do their notice period because they don't want to miss out on that basis. So 260,000 properties represents about 6% of all private rented properties in the UK. That's a substantial amount. If you take 6% away from a national market of anything, you know, if you said your economy had shrunk by 6%, there'd be, a, there'd be a national panic, for example, like it did through COVID. Now, I want to look at the, the flip side of what Tristan's saying, is obviously you see it as a positive for people entering the market. Why are 260,000 people leaving the market as landlords? I would say it's a mix of things. Yes, the world's got a lot more regulated over the last 10 to 15 years. So it's become more expensive and more hassle to be a landlord. There is more to come. It will be harder to evict a tenant come next year. And as you've put out on many bits of information from around about 2025, we expect EPC regulations to be a lot tougher. So potentially we're seeing landlords with older properties selling. Who do you think, who do you think out of all those people are actually selling properties? It's the, the people that bought 10, 12, 14 years ago. Um, I'm seeing it quite often. They've got multiple properties just trying to, to get some cash flow back. They've made a lot of money. They've made good rents and they're making up the, the, the most of that. And uh, some people in some cases sold to, to buy a big property for themselves but we are seeing a massive increase of new first-time landlords. And I think you've hit the nail on the head there. I think people are selling um, that have had enough of regulation because there's a lot more costs in that. 
But anyone that's looking to invest in property now, they wouldn't know any different. We deal with it every day. And I think it's quite, I think it's quite a fair comment because Chris that we had on our podcast recently, he was an agent for around 16 years. And the reason he got out is because of the paperwork as an agent. And now he uses an agent to, to let his, and manage his property because he hated it. And I think that says a lot if, if an agent's doing it himself, but is still invested in property, that, that certainly does it for me. Well, yeah, I, I kind of see Chris's point of view. He's gone from having to look after 200 properties and the admin associated with it to letting someone else look after one or two. He's, he's seeing that as, as, as a way of, of making it easier on himself, whereas a lot of landlords have got those one or two properties and now, now sort of jacking it in. I would say it's a result of the market that we're in now We've seen such a massive house price inflation. And as you said, a lot of landlords have bought in the last 8, 10, 12 years. So those house prices of what they've paid may have doubled in that time. And there's always, everyone's got a point with an investment or a business that everyone's got a selling point. Everybody knows there's a point where they're just going to go, do you know what, I'm just going to take the money and run. The flip side of that for a new landlord walking in is... We know house prices double every 10 to 15 years. So regardless of what you're paying today, it might seem expensive because it is expensive compared to three years ago. But is it going to be expensive in comparison to 10 to 15 years? Well, history suggests not. I would say so. I think it's a long-term investment, like we said, and we, I think those people have realised that. And if you're in it short-term... You may get a lucky win. People have found, we, we found someone um, that, that purchased in Bracknell and, and made a hundred grand in less than twelve months because of COVID. Although he didn't want to sell, that could have been a very short win for him, and he, he bought at the right time and could have sold at the right time. But he's now refinanced. Well, he has refinanced. He's looking to buy another property, which that's because it's a long-term goal for him. And I think that goes back to our podcast last week with me and Ian, where we sat down and went through. Goal setting is the most important thing when you're looking to invest in property. Um, so, depending on your end result, well, uh, your end goal, sorry, will depend on what you do. But there's certainly landlords capitalising on that and coming into the market with that vision in place, and we'll capitalise on that in 10, 12 years, and we'll probably be doing the same thing, and the circle will start again. Yeah, totally agree. So, to summarise: two hundred sixty thousand landlords, two hundred sixty thousand properties have exited the market. That does not mean it's the end of the buy-to-let market. It does not mean it's the end of the buy-to-let boom. It means it's the start, potentially, of another one and an opportunity for a whole new crop of landlords to pop in and fill that demand gap because that's exactly what we're seeing here is there is not enough supply, not enough for a thousand years of purchases to satisfy the demand that's in the southeast of the UK. So if you've got any other questions, as ever, speak to Tristan on the landlord page or myself, Mike, we'd love to hear from you. I'm flicking through YouTube and through Spotify. I don't think there's a podcast or a video channel on YouTube that landlords can land on where they're not being sold something. I mean, it'd be the first time any estate agents ever asked that question, but why not ask that question to a wider audience? They just have the knowledge there, but they don't seem to share it. You can do different episodes based around someone that wants an exit plan or someone that's just starting their portfolio. The rules change every year. Yeah. But why not just open the floor out and just say, well, 
is property even the best investment out there? And tax advice is a big thing, especially with everything that's changed, capital yeah. gains tax and obviously your stamp duty costs that you need to pay and whatnot. People don't realise what they need to prepare for. We build a podcast and we build a YouTube channel somewhere that landlords can go and they feel they're not being sold to, but they're just getting quality advice.